Welcome to Talking Appalachian, a podcast about voice, identity, and community. Based on the book, Talking Appalachian, co-edited by Amy Clark and Nancy Hayward, this podcast explores the heritage of Appalachian words, grammar, and accents throughout the region. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook so you never miss an episode. Hello, kindred spirits. Whether you're from the Appalachian region or you're here to learn more about it, welcome to my podcasting porch. I'm Amy, born and raised in Lee County, Virginia, though I've lived in both the northern and central parts of the region. I started studying Appalachian culture from an early age, just listening to storytellers and paying attention to how they told those stories. And when I'm not podcasting or being a mom or a maker or writing, I'm a professor of communication and Appalachian studies at the University of Virginia's College at Wise. There I teach courses in Appalachian dialects, rhetoric, and communication research. On the podcast, I'll cover a wide range of topics from our ways of speaking to our literature, folklore, superstitions, and traditions. So pull up a chair or sit down on the porch swing and let's talk Appalachian. I want to start with a series of questions for you. Have you ever known a granny or maybe you are one? Or traveled a piece? Or have you put something in a poke? Maybe you've encountered a haint at some point in your life or told ghost tales in October when the weather's airish? Do you read up a room when you're about to have company or let on that you're sick if you don't want company? Especially if your company's persnickety or tends to talk politics, a subject that can make people ill faster than you can say snake feeder. There are 10 words in this paragraph, which are included among 320 words that linguist Michael Montgomery's linked primarily and sometimes exclusively to the Scotch-Irish of the historic non-county Ulster province of Ireland, as described in his book, From Ulster to America, the Scotch-Irish Heritage of American English. I grew up using these words in Lee County, Virginia, in a multi-generation family with homes spread throughout a holler in far southwest Virginia. We have to say far southwest Virginia down there, because if you say southwest Virginia, people think you mean Roanoke or Abingdon. My family told stories all the time. We told them on the front porch as we grated tobacco on chilly October nights in the barn. We call it backer, not tobacco. As we made molasses, the old folks call it molasses, in a shed equipped with bench seats harvested from an old retired school bus. And how we told the stories was as important as the telling. I didn't know it then, but my language, the way I speak English, was being shaped by what Georgella Lyon calls the voice place, the first voices and places that influence your own. It's a spiritual intersection between past and present that lingers, if you let it, on your tongue. But it took a long time for me to understand that I was speaking a historic dialect rich with linguistic artifacts. In fact, as an English major in both undergrad and graduate school, it was almost erased from my speech altogether. Academic institutions, along with lots of other people, tend not to recognize vernacular dialects like Appalachian English as appropriate or quote-unquote correct. Mainstream media also cast speakers of these dialects, typically in roles that make them look ignorant or uneducated. But my respect and my love for my family and culture won that battle, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for Appalachian authors like Lee Smith and James Still and Denise Giardina and Harriet Simpson Arno and Silas House and Crystal Wilkinson and Ron Rash and so many more who put my voice in their books. 
it was empowering. I went back to Long Holler with my tape recorder and I recorded my family and I realized I was listening to poetry. It led me to the places where historians find their treasures, primary sources. It led me to letters and recipe books and journals, a grocery list where you would see blood thinner written down instead of aspirin. My ears picked up the language of old mountain hymns I'd heard my whole life without really listening, particularly the songs of the Good Shepherd Quartet with whom my dad sang baritone, which had been heard from tiny churches all the way to the Grand Ole Opry stage. As I've heard many people say, I had to go away to realize that I needed to come home, both physically and psychologically. Understanding the history of Appalachian Englishes, particularly my own dialect, completely changed the way I teach because I understood the why. Why people from central Appalachia might say I'd done it or I seen it. Why a teenager prefers I ain't got none to I have none. Or why we might say hit instead of it or light with a flat vowel. When I hear these words and the way that they're pronounced, it's like a bell ringing in my ear. Language use isn't random. And in the case of dialects, it isn't the result of an inability to speak standard English. It's purposeful. It has stood the test of time. Linda Scott DeRosier, another Kentucky author, says, I carry my heritage in my mouth. And that's why I started this podcast series. It's my way of coming home, and I'm glad you're with me. Hello, kindred spirits. If you like the content I'm putting into the world about the culture of Appalachia, and you just want to support the podcast, there are links in my show notes where you can do just that. Whether your support buys me a cup of coffee during these long hours of editing, I do it all myself. Or if you want to offer a monthly contribution, for which I'm happy to include your name or organization or your book, as a supporter on our show notes and give you early access to episodes and other perks. Maybe you can just share the episodes you love the most and spread the word about us, which is totally free. I appreciate you and any support you have to spare. Find me on patreon.com slash Talking Appalachian Podcast or at Talking Appalachian on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to keep talking Appalachian.